Hello, my friend, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. I have a very special expert guest on my podcast today. It is my partner, Mr. Thomas Scott Hansen. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, my love. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. Mm. So we're going to start by introducing him. I know a lot of you guys follow him on Instagram, and if you don't, you definitely should because he makes incredible, very, very valuable reels and pieces of content, and it's just so wonderful to witness, and I trust that you'll gain value from that either way, and I'll leave his social links in the show notes below, but I'm going to start off with introducing him i'm going to ask you to share who you are Mm. what you do and how you got into the work of what you do wow thank you i'm so grateful to be here my first time (laughs) on the tailored life podcast what an honor hi everybody my name is thomas scott i go by scott with taylor it's my middle name that I've gone by my whole life and as I've stepped into my professional career I've been going by my first name mm-hmm. and you can find me at Thomas Scott official on Instagram but I am an executive men's coach which is such an interesting title to call myself these days I've been an entrepreneur for most of my life I've been a tech entrepreneur for most of my life as well as I created a YouTube show and even wrote a show for National Geographic and now I find myself coaching men at a very high level and I love working with men who would consider themselves high performers high value men who have a lot of the trappings of success but they are struggling with hidden addictions and Struggling with relationships, struggling with finding peace in life, even though they have money, even though Mm -hmm. they've accomplished something at a level that society would say is a win. Mm. Uh, It's amazing how many men at that level have low self-belief and low self-esteem in a lot of ways. So I work with these men to both reclaim those aspects of themselves as well as to keep stepping into their power deeper to find their calling and purpose that's beyond just making money in this lifetime. And so it's such a great honor to be here and to get to talk to you and to get to talk to your audience for the first mm-hmm. time. And uh, oh, you asked how I got into this work. Mm-hmm. And how I got into it was my, you had a journey. Yeah. You've had a journey. Yeah. Uh, it, my own success that also was, uh, we'll say, concealing a whole load of addictions mm. from porn to video games to even amphetamines. And I went through a long path to climb out of that. But having gone through that path, it gave me a deep purpose and passion to help other men find answers within themselves. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's been such an honor to witness you in close proximity in your journey. And, you know, I know that sometimes we feel resistance to tooting our own horns a little bit. So I'm going to toot his horn a little bit (laughs) to say that. So Scott is originally from Kansas City Mm -hmm. and he started a tech company in what year was it? 2014. 2014 with his business partner and they grew a very, very successful company that was generating millions in transactional revenue. Scott was the CEO, not CEO, COO COO of the company. Co-founder and COO. Co-founder and COO of the company. And it was really successful on the outside, but internally you were not fully successful or fulfilled or aligned and you were putting in a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of work, a lot of effort to not really receive the benefits of that and to be internally distracting and struggling and Mm -hmm. going through a lot of challenges with addiction and distraction and disconnection. And then COVID happened. Yeah. And because it was a booking company and it was around events and with COVID, there was no ability for anybody to book event staff or anything along those lines. Of course, the company didn't have the capacity to be successful and COVID awoke you to something very deep inside of you. Do you want to share a little bit about that journey? Sure. I feel shy, but I'm grateful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were the largest event staffing software in the world at the time. And we you could consider us the Uber of event staff. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we it was it was wild. Uh, the when COVID lockdowns started to happen, it was around I believe it was March of 2020. We went from in one week having 16,000 active events on our software to zero Mm -hmm. and there were no government stimulus packages for this type of work and so um, we had to wind the company down in a lot of ways it's still active today and my business partner is doing everything she can to bring the company back to life and she's doing a great job of that and I am so excited to see her be successful in it and at the same time I stepped away and went to pursue my own journey and what led you to stepping away i know it was what you could call an awakening moment because you know to be in a position despite it not looking like it was working and despite the events of the world would you say that it was due to the external circumstances that were happening or was it something inside of you that led you to Mm. making that decision it was a bit of both Mm. the external circumstances the, yeah, they gave me the timing, so mm-hmm. to speak. There was a very divine time to it. We needed yeah. to let all the employees of the company go to keep it alive. And my salary wasn't really needed. As the operations manager, there were no operations. Yeah. And so there was a, a divine timing to it that just allowed me the opportunity. But I had a choice. And that choice was um, very spiritual, very uh, mystical Mm. in the way that it came about and how I had the opportunity to make it. And 
I still, it, it's a, it's really interesting because it, it allows me to deeply feel a connection to this concept of free will mm. because I imagine God spoke to me and at the same time, God gave me a choice and yeah. I got to either choose or not choose. Wow. That's powerful. And it was one of the scariest decisions I've ever made because I worked on this company for eight years, gave my entire everything to it. Yeah. And it hadn't reached the level of success that I desired from it. And I had shareholders and I had people who invested in it and I had staff and all of that that were counting on me to bring it back from the dead someday. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I really want to shout out my business partner one more time. Like I'm proud of her for continuing to go. And at the same time, I was called to something different. And stepping away was both the hardest decision I've ever made and the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Mm -hmm. For probably the company and certainly for myself. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there's someone listening to this who's maybe in that pivotal position between, you know, there's that moment where God comes through Mm -hmm. and divine intervention happens where it's like you do have a moment to choose choose this path which is unknown and uncertain and you don't really know what's going to happen and there's also the path of the plan we'll call it where you had your own plan and your own vision and your own commitments and obligations and expectations and relationships and everything that was weaved into that so what was it inside of you that allowed you to fully make that decision to trust in mm. the message that God gave you, that came yeah. through you, and not to stay on the path that most people would? Yeah. That's a great question. And let me feel inside to see if I can find a really, not answer from the mind, but answer from the heart. So. Thank you for your patience, listener. Give me just one moment here. I'm going to take a deep breath. There is a clear answer when it comes from the heart. It's a knowing that this is where I'm supposed to go. And the mind instills fear. And anytime there's fear or doubt or lack... That's the path of the mind. And anytime there's just a clear, unadulterated, easy knowing, Mm. that's the path of the heart. And I am so blessed and fortunate that I had that level of divine intervention come in to my life when there was a choice to be made. And that choice was to either stay with the company or to step away in a pivotal moment. Mm. And my heart spoke so true. And immediately the mind came in with fear and doubt and worry. And I got to take the step of the heart. And I have this visual of like jumping off a cliff without a parachute. Mm -hmm. And anytime you get to have those moments in life where your heart's telling you to do it and you get to jump off the cliff without a parachute, fucking run and jump off that cliff as fast as you can. Yeah. Because you're always going to be caught. Yeah. You will always be caught. Yeah. And it's not figuring out how you're going to be caught or when you're going to be caught. It's knowing at the core of your fucking being that you're going to be caught. Mm. I love that. That's so powerful. You know, that was the quote that allowed me to quit 
my job, hmm. leave a relationship. It was jump and let the net appear. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't even I think know that quote. Yeah. <laughs> I just jumped without even knowing yeah. the quote. <laughs> the quote came through, but yeah, it's so wild because those are the moments where, yeah. you know, we pre-plan and yeah. think about what's going to happen and this and that and this and that. But the same metaphor goes with, you know, the bird doesn't look mm -hmm. for all of the branches to land on. It trusts in its wings yeah. to fly. And through those moments, you develop a level of not only trust in yourself, but trust in something bigger than yourself. For sure. And I know in your journey, this also played a role in another business endeavor that you embarked on, which was the YouTube show. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that because, you know, after everything happened with Pop and leaving and, you know, embarking on a whole new journey, you found another yeah. business opportunity. And that was a path that had a big vision and a mm -hmm. beautiful like path of potential. Yeah. But I'd love for you to share a little bit about that with the <laughs> with everyone here too. Well, I want to start it by sharing what led to it, yeah. which was the, um, we'll call it the cliffhanger we've been leaving the viewer waiting on. What is this <laughs> divine moment? What was the choice yeah. that I got to make? And it was a choice between continuing with my company or to go to Sedona and train in shamanic modalities and breath work. Yeah. And I, at the time, thought the shamanic, Reiki, healing, light worker, all that <laughs> stuff was utter bullshit. I really yeah. did. And I, but my heart was telling me, I have to go to this thing. Wow. And I was like, I didn't have the money to do it. I didn't have the, uh, it was a week away. Like, when I needed to make this decision, it was either go to this business thing that we were going to try to, like, fucking salvage the business and blah, 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 or go to shamanic breathwork and healing <laughs> training. And I was like, my heart was telling me, go to the breathwork training. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. And it was a quick decision. It was one I had to make instantly. Like, the divine was saying, like, just do this. And it set me on a path that was spectacular. It's mm -hmm. a path that's led me to you. Yeah. In every way. Yeah. And it's a path of trusting my intuition and trusting my heart that since I made that first leap, I get the opportunity to do again and again. And whenever I do, it has always ended in my favor. Wow. And so I trusted that. And I ended up in Sedona. And in Sedona, I learned all sorts of beautiful things from holotropic breathwork and how to facilitate that to hands-on healing to chakras to land journeys and shamanic modalities and that was super cool it was like something i've never experienced in my life previous to that yeah. i'd never had a hands-on healing yeah. or breath work or anything prior to actually going and training in it so I was showing so up to wild. this thing that all these people were like already really experienced in, <laughs> and I had no clue. Yeah. But I knew I was in the right spot because intuitively I was picking it all up instantly, and I actually was picking it up better and faster than anyone else in the class. Yeah. And I, I finished the class at the highest level. I was, I was thriving in that class. 
And I remember finishing it and going on Instagram as soon as I finished. I made an Instagram story and I'm like, well, I guess I'm a light worker now, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> and it was, it was a really, like, I felt shame and shy for it. Yeah. And at the same time, I yeah. was really grateful for the whole experience. Mm. And that opened the doors to a lot of possibilities and particularly me following my heart. Mm. And me following my heart led me to creating a YouTube show in the middle of COVID where I f- went with my best friend and traveled around to different places in the country and filmed ourselves having amazing experiences during COVID. And it eventually changed to purpose-driven work. We we landed on telling what we called untold stories. Mm. And these untold stories were the stories of the uh, downtrodden people or the the misrepresented people, we'll say. In Kansas City, it was the story of, of the Quindaro community of African Americans who were thriving until their... Uh, neighborhood was was shut down by white supremacists and in uh, other areas it's the story of Native American struggles and in the it eventually became a journey into these really important places around the world and particularly the United States like the homes of the founding fathers where we learned about the amazing story of these men that started this country and how they ended up being heroes and then now in current day and age they are not because they had slaves and it's this reclaiming of history and transmuting it in a lot of ways where we look at the negative things everyone does and say everyone's got a shadow and there's no um, there's not a benefit in really making someone a massive hero without looking at their mm. dark sides and it's accepting everyone has a dark side. Mm. And we don't try to cover up that history or destroy it. At the time we were filming the show, they were taking down the statues in Baltimore and destroying statues around the country and the world of people who had done atrocious things but were also really important in history. Yeah. And we were really against that because it was a hiding of the history mm. as opposed to... Uh, educating people keeping the statues up and and telling people like showing people the true history of it yeah like the actual truth showing them the shadow as opposed mm-hmm. to tearing the statue down so we just forget yeah and put it into the shadows again yeah it's like hiding it because we're yeah. ashamed of it rather than really owning yeah. all directions yeah and mm. so that journey led me to catching the eye of a world-class producer an emmy award winning producer of survivor who saw our work, loved it, and wanted to produce something for National Geographic. And I spent almost two years writing an amazing, amazing season of a show for National Geographic that yeah. ended in what I would call tragedy for myself and the relationship that I had writing it. Mm. And at the same time, another example of me getting to take a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. I would love if you would share with everyone who's listening what led you to letting go Hmm. of a potential path of fame, wealth, money, and recognition for something deeper inside of you. Hmm. Because it's in those moments where it's like, 
again, the path of the heart is calling you, but we'll say the path of the mind is telling you what you should do. I'm curious what hmm. what were the decisions that you had in front of you? Yeah. And why did you choose the decision that you did? Yeah. Let me feel into this one. I want to speak from the heart. The uh, I was filming the show with my best friend, a man who I fucking I still love him. I still love him. Uh, and we um, we stopped seeing eye to eye on the direction of the show as well as just the way to create it, and that led to a lot of conflict and that conflict built over time but I kept holding faith and I kept having uh, many internal conversations of around seeing my own shadows seeing my own projections I, I think relationship and this is something that you and I experience often mm-hmm. is this field of viewing a relationship as a divine mirror Yeah, and so I'm very conscious that this whole relationship that I had with my best friend, former best friend, filming this thing was just a mirror of my own shit. Mm-hmm. And in that mirror, I got to see a lot of things and try to heal them. And we, in healing those, grew apart. Mm-hmm. Far. Yeah. Far, far apart. And... It was really painful because we both had invested everything. We went mm-hmm. all in on this. This was my life's purpose. This was my calling. This was like I had given so much that for six months I went without a single paycheck and lived off of $2,500. I moved back in with my fucking parents to do this TV show because I believed in it so much. And we were so close to success. And we reached a point where our relationship had disintegrated so much that success didn't, it wasn't worth it for me anymore. Mm, Wow. And I had this realization very recently, like weeks ago, that one of the reasons I walked away was because I wanted success with him Mm. because I loved him so much. I wanted to have the experience of us doing it. And we had grown so far apart, we weren't going to get that. There was never going to be a celebration that we did it because we, we really, we'd fallen out of love. Mm-hmm. And in that field, it allowed us to say hurtful things. It allowed us to stab each other behind the back. It allowed us to um, do things that weren't supportive of ourselves there was a lot of boundary crossing and ultimately two weeks before we were selling the show to national geographic i walked away and it was both the hardest decision i've ever made beyond pop and the most liberating thing i've ever done because Mm -hmm. i was deep in the throes of actually realizing my goal and my dream of my entire life's purpose fame money all of it and I had the um, integrity to walk away because I knew it was out of alignment mm, Wow! and I still bless him to this day and I can take ownership now even on this podcast for 
all of my bullshit and where I didn't show up well with either of my businesses, despite how much effort and, and integrity I put into them. And I imagine a lot of my addictions and challenges with men and own insecurities fed into that to a high degree. And that, of course, fuels this work I'm doing with men now mm. and where I've found myself, mm. you know, years later. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I imagine that a lot of people, I know that a lot of people relate to it. And I'm just so proud of you for the level of ownership that you always, always take with every single relationship that you're ever in is that you're always willing to see your role and take responsibility for it and not blame people and not make them the bad guy and it's one of the many many things that I absolutely fucking love about you because you're such an amazing mirror and teacher for me and I know that I know that you making that decision and choosing to walk away was what put you on an even more refined path of alignment, we'll say. And, you know, looking back at your journey, looking back at all of the growth that you've gone through along the way, the lessons that you've learned, the relationships that you've had, there's been so much self-mastery, self-reclamation, self-healing, growth, like introspection that you've had along the way. And I imagine that all of those things played a huge role in your, a huge role in your next endeavor, Mm. which was very shortly after the shift between the TV show Mm -hmm. into what was next. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us what happened next. Well, after I ended things with the show, I found myself in Tulum, Mexico. And I had been doing men's work during the entirety of filming this show. And men's work to me was like going to men's circles. I went to Tulum previously and did a Temescal and a Temascal, for anybody who doesn't know, is like a sweat lodge. It's very hot, and you go in and you express a lot of emotions, and a lot comes up because you're in this very dark, you can't see anything. There's no light, and it's extremely hot. So it's, it's uh, at some points in that experience, you kind of lose the sensation of the distinction between your body and the heat and the experience of this thing, and it brings up lots of emotions. And in that space with a bunch of men, we were holding deep space for each other and all these emotions that came up. And I realized there was this amazing thing happening in Tulum, Mexico. And I came back shortly after I had left the show and I went to this thing called Crypto Fest. And I had no idea why the fuck I was being called the Crypto Fest, but my heart was saying, similar to the shamanic breathwork thing, I've got to go to Tulum. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I followed that call and ended up there. And when I came back to Tulum and ended up at CryptoFest, I ended up meeting one of the most amazing human beings that has 
I've ever met on the face of this planet. Most radical motherfucker. Most radical is. motherfucker. <laughs> the wildest fucking man that I've ever met. And uh, we'll get into the story of how Taylor knows him as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, his name is Soleil. And he is an extraordinary human being running a group called Men of Means. And I, I ran into him after I'd done his Tama scout previously months earlier at CryptoFest. And it just perfectly aligned like our connection. He was looking for somebody with exactly my skill set, mm-hmm. and I was looking for my next venture. Yeah. And he shared with me what his vision was for his company, and I shared how I imagined I could support him. And that opened us up, the two of us, to the most wild vortex I've ever been in with a human being ever. More wild than our relationship in a lot of ways. And I am forever grateful for that opportunity. This man is so passionate Mm -hmm. about helping other men. Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing human being. And... Like, I'm fast-forwarding a little bit because I know the whole journey, but he's one of the most incredible human beings that is in our lives and who has been what I would say is one of your greatest teachers as well because he is just powerful and profound and passionate and open-hearted and very purpose-driven. And so... And a generator. He taught me this concept of yeah. generating, yeah. which we can get into, but I yeah. imagine you're going somewhere with it. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, when it came to leaning in, you know, you had had a couple of previously, what most people would perceive as like unsuccessful or failed business partnerships. Yeah. What allowed you to go in on this one? That's a great question. That's a really good question. And the answer is that uh, on the second night we got together, uh, he asked me to pray with him. Mm. And that's something I hadn't done in previous business partnerships. And at this point in my life, I was extremely spiritual. Yeah, not religious. Not religious. Yeah, yeah. it's... uh, a personal journey, just one where I've questioned my own interiors of my psyche and my soul at a degree that I imagine a lot of people haven't. And I was, I I just had the amazing fortune to sit with this man and pray. And we talked about prayer and we talked about how prayer is not what the world thinks it is. It's not this religious thing. Thing. It's a technology that's older than religion. It's about intention setting. It's about connecting to source or the universe or whatever you want to connect with that's bigger than you. Mm. Something bigger than you. The earth, your higher self, whatever. Mm. And using it to connect to a field of possibility and depositing your intentions into the field of possibility. Mm. And this is a technology that I was connected to before I met him through the Native American tradition that I was trained in loosely. I'm not going to claim that I have any strong 
knowing of Native American traditions beyond. I have a deep respect and I've, I've studied it to a light degree. But prayer is very strong in that tradition and it's a, it's a very beautiful prayer technology in that tradition of when we set intentions, we just share the intentions we have for the world, for ourselves, for those around us, for our lives. We deposit those in the bank of the quantum field, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's not about going to some higher being that you are making yourself smaller than and saying, please help me, please, I, I need support or help. It's a field of empowerment, mm, true yeah. prayer. Yeah. And it's a, a mutual relationship yeah. with this higher sense that you are not less than, but you are of mm. and a part of and wants to support you. You're in a, in a mutually respected relationship with that's really beautiful. And it becomes a dialogue or a conversation. Mm. So we were both in this understanding. And I want to give him credit that he's helped me communicate what this technology is at a really high degree. This, is, this man's soul work is sharing the technology of prayer. And if you, as the listener, want to get a beautiful learning on prayer, go follow Soleil Rad on Instagram, you can find him easily by doing a Google search. But the uh, technology he's sharing, his soul work, is around reclaiming this technology of prayer. Before, before words and language were invented, the way we interacted with the world was through the field of intention. Mm -hmm. And when we set intention, we are praying, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we prayed together, it was a fucking obvious yes for mm -hmm. both of us. We knew we were the people that we had been praying for. Yeah. I had been intentioning for somebody like Soleil to enter my life, and Soleil had been doing the same. Mm. And when we sat together and realized that, it was a full fuck yes. Yeah. And we went all in. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Sounds very similar to our journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's a really beautiful symmetry between yeah. our journey. And I imagine we're getting to that part in the conversation yeah where through this work I was doing with men of means and myself I have I was able to integrate a level of uh, what would I call it um, a level of embodiment mm -hmm. around being able to hold a woman at your caliber your power which i imagine a lot of men desire but not a lot of men can hold mm. and it's a really beautiful thing because i i met you while doing the work mm -hmm. yeah it was really beautiful how we met actually and it's funny because when Scott and I met, one of the initial things that we connected over was actually prayer. Hmm. And I grew up kind of Catholic Christian, but yeah. not to the same degree that you did. And growing up, I had this idea that God was like this man in the sky who was constantly mm -hmm. judging me as if I'm good or bad and based on making these like 
good moral decisions. It would determine whether or not I was going to get into heaven or not. And the more that I experienced pain in my life or I would experience my own shadow or my own darkness or my own challenges, I would deem my own self into my own hell. Mm. And I created my own hell in my own life through choosing unconsciously suffering, acting out of my own shadow, feeding addictions, feeling, feeding all of the negativity in my own life and then seeing a world around me where it was the opposite of what I ever desired. And so I rebelled very hard against God or anything uh, higher power sense until I connected to a sense of spirituality within, with myself, with my true self, and with earth and the world and the energies and everything around me. And then I felt like I, oh, I'm connecting with things. And... Since then, which would have been about 2014 that that journey started for me, is when I started on my spiritual path again. And as I started on my spiritual path, there's been a series of unlocking. And, you know, when Scott was sharing his story about the path of the heart and, you know, there's this decision about going to Tulum or going to Sedona and just like these out of nowhere decisions mine was very similar where I was at a point in my life you know this was just a year ago where I had all of these different decisions in front of me and three of them were paths that I had already taken stay in Costa Rica go to Vancouver go to San Diego And then there was a fourth path that was completely unknown, which was going to Tulum. And I had no reason, logically, to go to Tulum. But something in my heart was just like, yes. It was just a yes. Go to Tulum. And so I booked my flight Hmm. the day before, got on a flight the next day, and... When I got to Tulum, my whole life changed very, very quickly. I recognized a lot of stuff inside of myself and areas that I was still playing into fear or playing small or people-pleasing or not truly trusting my intuition and the negative consequences that that had resulted in my own life. And I remember going to this new moon ceremony where I was setting intentions and, you know, praying essentially, like Mm. communicating with a source that's beyond just my own self, my own human, my own experience and declaring what I desired, declaring what I was ready to call in, which was like, I'm ready for my man, my relationship, my home, my life. Like I'm done fucking around I'm done with the bullshit I am complete and the next day was when I went to get a massage in this spa in Tulum called Leaf Spa Mm -hmm. if you ever go to Tulum go to Leaf Spa it's Mm -hmm. the best Mm -hmm. spa (laughs) and I was getting this massage and when I was in it I remember saying this what you could call prayer I am ready to release anything that is no longer aligned with me and call in everything that is truly meant for me. 
And I just kept repeating it to myself over and over and over again and doing breath. And I literally came out of this room and I was vibrating because I was on such a high frequency. And a few moments later, I went into the steam room and I was sitting there and this couple of men walk in (laughs) and as as they sit in front of us, this one man sits beside me and I look in his eyes and I was like, hmm, 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 you're the energy I've been feeling in this space. And we very quickly got into a really beautiful conversation, if you hadn't already realized that man was Scott. Mm. And it was so beautiful because he was sitting there with Soleil and Soleil walked into the steam room and I was sitting there with another woman and Soleil says, (laughs) I feel really shy right now. I've never been in a steam room with two women. (laughs) He's uh... Very good at sharing his emotions openly and freely. Very good at sharing, yes. It's something I've learned It's something I love about him. And my response was, that's okay, I feel shy too sometimes. Mm. And it opened up a really beautiful dialogue between all of us where we talked about emotional communication and radical honesty. And you guys opened up the door around the work that you had been doing and how you guys had just left this retreat where you were going deep into this work with men and I was like fuck yes like fuck yes to these men who were doing the work with men like I just I wanted to know more about you it was just this curiosity and you know you're such a beautiful mirror for me in so many ways because there has been failed relationships and there was this part of me that's just like fuck it men like I can't anymore my heart has been broken so many times and I just was so closed off like I didn't ever want to connect with men I didn't want to open my heart to men but there was something inside of me that's just like I am here to open to you and I trusted that feeling that came through inside of me that's just like open and we got out of the sauna (laughs) and (laughs) did a cold plunge together and it was really beautiful because I have been cold plunging for a bit and he had been cold plunging for a bit and it was this moment where we sat in this cold ice fucking cold cold plunge together and looked in each other's eyes and did what we call holding the tension (laughs) do you want to share a little bit about what that is and how that experience was for you yeah (laughs) I'm just reminiscing on that moment it was magical it it was incredible Mm -hmm. yeah so that was what we were practicing at that men's retreat Mm -hmm. and Soleil facilitated Mm -hmm. it it was his retreat that he put on and uh, I remember it's so funny I was so against him throwing this retreat I was so (laughs) mad at him for throwing it (laughs) like it's not on target with what we need to do with the business we got other shit to do we've got the summit to put together we've blah 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 and he was like, no, I feel called to do this. We need to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And we did it. And I showed up as a participant, not as a mm-hmm. member of the organization. And I learned so much. And Beautiful. one of the things that we do is called holding the tension. And it's around staying with the uncomfortable shit. Yeah. And what that means is like anytime there's something in life that is uncomfortable, if you can sit with it, for any type of extended period of time, it will have a gem. There will always be a treasure in it. 
And this is around emotions, particularly as men. Men eject all the time. Porn is a great eject. Eject means essentially reacting to the discomfort. Yes. And getting there's, out of that. There's there's a few ways men eject. Yeah. Men can eject by ejaculating. Yeah. That's a very common eject. So that's where porn comes in. It's yeah. like, it's their stress release. Yeah. Well, if you're feeling a lot of stress, that's tension. Yeah. Can you hold the tension and see what's there for you? See what's causing the stress. See why you're stressed. See what emotions are underneath that. Yeah. The other types of ejects are their words, mm. which I imagine women experience all the time. Mm-hmm. Is men ejecting through their anger mm-hmm. or through their uh, shutdown or their disassociation or their fixing yeah. of a woman's emotions? Yeah. They can't hold attention yeah. with the emotions that come up because those emotions trigger their own unprocessed shit. So, of course, they can't sit in it because it's going to, that pressure cooker lid that's barely holding all of that shit down will come off. And they don't know what's going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. And it, oftentimes if they have unprocessed shit, when it does come off, it is violent. It is scary. It is fucked up. It is a whole bunch of stuff. And that's why it's important for men to do the work. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different conversation that we can have. That's one yeah. that I have all the time over on my uh, platform. Yeah. That if you want to learn more about that, you can come learn there. But uh, holding the tension. One of the other ways that men can release is through crying and it's a lost art Mm. for men women are very good at crying (laughs) a lot of women are and Mm -hmm. men we got to learn how to do that so but holding the tension is this concept of holding the uncomfortable thing Mm -hmm. for longer than you want to and in the cold plunge we hold the tension well and what was really beautiful is in that moment when i met you so late i wanted to leave the steam room <laughs> i was like we'd been in it for like 15 or 20 minutes and in tulum the steam room is fucking hot like oh, yeah. like scalding hot i love it <laughs> you're crazy it's like a temescal oh, it's the same God. thing it is it is yeah. it's very similar yeah it's like yeah very similar and i was wanting to leave and soleil just put his hand on my knee and whispered, hold the tension. <laughs> and it was one of the greatest things he could have ever whispered at that moment. And yeah. I did. We stayed in the tension of that. And then I held the tension with you in the cold plunge. Yeah. And I imagine in holding that tension, it told you a thing or two about me. It absolutely did. Showed me that you wouldn't eject when things got hard. Yeah. And one of my manifestations that I had on my list of my my man was someone who I can walk through the fire with and onto the other side mm-hmm. and we've done that so many times where yeah. we've been in the blaze and the fire and the discomfort and we walk through it yeah. sometimes we run sometimes we walk sometimes we stand in it yeah. and you never leave <laughs> you never eject yeah. you never run you tell me when it gets hard, you tell me when things get intense and you allow me to see you in it. And I imagine that's what most men don't allow themselves to be seen in is when they are struggling and when they are in their pain, they want to hold it all together until the point that they have to eject. Yeah. They break. Yeah. Women are the same too. Sometimes we hold it all together that we get to the point where we have, have to eject. But 
what we have learned and grown through is how do we expand our capacity to be able to hold more tension mm. and not prematurely eject mm. <laughs> anywhere <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's one of those things that you know not only supports a romantic partnership but business relationships and all of the things and I would love to ask you how do you know when it is worth holding the tension versus walking away mm. you know you've been on such a beautiful journey of commitment and choosing things and going all in on them but then at a point walking away yeah so how does someone know within their heart whether it's an eject and they're prematurely getting out of a situation because it's challenging or it's hard or if it's truly not aligned yeah and it is the path of the heart. That's a fantastic question. And I don't know that there is a true answer other than your intuition in the exact moment when it's mm. happening. And it comes back to that same thing we've been talking about of a clear knowing comes in. A clear yes is in your body and it's the one that doesn't make sense it's the mm. one that is like your mind is going to rail against fear is going to come up doubts are going to come up but if there's a knowing that you should take an action you should leave that relationship or you should stay with that relationship that can only come from the heart yeah and it's really beautiful because that's what happened with me hmm. when i met you yeah was a knowing hmm. and it was that same leap of faith but when we were in the cold plunge I just had a knowing settle in and it was really fantastic because the, the whole experience of meeting you lasted for all of about 15 to 20 <laughs> minutes I had to leave Soleil and I had to leave and we got out of the cold plunge and went into the jacuzzi together and I asked you if you would pray with me yeah. one day. And that was really the most conversation we had. Mm -hmm. But I just knew well, there was a deep knowing. And at the very end, I, we got out and I asked you if I could get your number. And you said yes. Mm -hmm. And I asked if I could call you. Mm -hmm. And you said yes. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And I walked out of that experience Soleil and I walked out of the spa right after that and I had this deep sense of peace in mm -hmm. my body and he walked out and he was like holy shit you just met the one like he knew yeah in the 15 minutes that we had sat together and I said I know and he was like no dude you just fucking met your woman that you've been looking for for years I said I know <laughs> and there was not this level of like excited joy it was a deep bone deep knowing yeah that just felt like peace it felt like home mm. and we went on our 
first date shortly after and the rest is history mm. yeah it was such a beautiful journey yeah. and it was that moment that you asked me to pray with you and you sh- actually shared that download about yeah prayer being a relationship with god and the intention with the universe and i was like huh i've never thought about it that way before yeah and my heart was like I remember my heart saying that the it will be the biggest regret if I don't say yes to getting your phone number (laughs) and allowing you to have mine and I remember it was such a bizarre feeling because like I think we exchange Instagrams Mm. and I remember looking at your Instagram and having like a glimpse into the future of like I'm proud of him Like, I'm proud that he's mine. It was such a weird feeling Mm. because I think I already, I know I already knew in that moment that, like, you are my future man and I would be so proud of you. Proud that you are mine. Proud that I love you so much. Proud, proud of what we're creating together and just proud of who you are and proud of who you become every single day. And we did go on our first date a couple of days later and it was the easiest easiest and best first date of my life mm-hmm. we spent about eight hours together which felt like yeah it felt like 30 minutes felt like 30 minutes but also felt like 10 years yeah. of the happiest marriage i had ever been in and it was just the sweetest simplest thing and i i knew and I think that was the knowing that, you know, my heart called me to. And yeah. there's moments along the way where the mind yeah. will look to the past and will get triggered and it'll get scared and it'll feel fear. And I know I've gone through my fair share of those moments along the way. And there's a specific memory coming up around us going to Sedona <laughs> and when we were driving in Sedona, I remember there was this moment that I was so deep in a trigger and I remember feeling so fucking triggered and I was sick and my lungs were flared up and my head was pounding and my heart was hurting and I was just so triggered and I wasn't reacting in that moment but internally I was processing so much and my mind was like, just leave, just leave, just leave the relationship. It'll be easier to be alone. Just fuck it. And like all of these fears, all of these stories, all of these, like, this is what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking, I remember praying into my heart and just being like, do I stay? And the answer that came through was yes. (laughs) Just yes. It was that soft, subtle. Yes. Yeah. And I remember asking for a sign and a fucking sign on the side of the road popped up. I don't remember what it said, but it was just like another obvious, like, okay, (laughs) okay, I am listening. And, you know, in the moments we always like, we we do have free will. God is always guiding us. Our higher self is always guiding us. Our heart is always guiding us. And we always have a choice and we can choose the path of the heart or we can choose the path of the mind. And, you know, you always say this to me, but it's like, we can choose the path of surrender yeah. and see how powerful we really are 
or we can choose the path of control and see how powerful we really are. Either way, whatever path you choose, you will see your power, but one is a lot more fun to play. Yeah. And so I'd love if you would share a little bit about the path of surrender versus the path of the mind. And for anyone who's listening to, you know, feel into that for yourself. What does the path of the heart feel like for you? And what does the path of the mind feel like for you? Yeah. So the path of surrender, the path of the heart versus the path of the mind Surrender is this interesting word because there's like a lot of connotation with it. Like even you and I struggle with this word from time to time, but mm-hmm. it really comes down to a level of acceptance mm-hmm. and leaning into what is and what you are experiencing and not resisting it. Mm-hmm. That's what the surrender is, is, is to not resist. Mm-hmm. But it's not a passive experience. Yeah. It's not something that you just roll over and go belly up and, and hope the universe is going to give you some magical gift on a silver platter. Miracles can and do happen often, mm-hmm. but it's like the Hail Mary of miracles to say that you're just going to trust in the divine and let life unfold without doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't worked in my life. Yeah. But oftentimes when we talk about surrender, it gets confused with that. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, the path of the mind is this path of force as I see it. Mm-hmm. It's like a need to make it happen. Like, out of scarcity or out of lack or out of something other than divine empowerment out of sovereignty out of recognizing the creator and the incredible being that you are and in that path of force there's a like if i don't do this then blank will happen i should blank Mm -hmm. there are all of these stories that come up around Worries, concerns, doubts, insecurities, fears, lack. And can you completely create an entire universe out of that? Absolutely. Well, that's how a lot of businesses have been built. That's how a lot of capitalism and commercialization have happened in the world. And that's what has gotten us to where we're at in a lot of ways. And at the same time, there is a deep understanding that if we stay present, completely present without fear of what will happen in the future, and without connecting to the stories from the past, beyond the wisdom that we learned from them, there is a way to be even more amazed and wowed at what you can create. Mm. And it's really magical and miraculous how that can even happen. Because you'll look back if you stay present enough And the whole time you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, (laughs) but I trust that Mm -hmm. this inspired action that my heart is telling me to do is the right thing. And you go do it. And you just one step at a time, you do that one after another Mm -hmm. through surrender, surrender to the heart, surrender to not knowing, surrender to what is unfolding in front of you, even if it doesn't make sense. (laughs) You go that path, 
and it will be so wildly magical you can't fucking believe it because that's the hero's journey that's the story that's the fairy tale that we all long to be and live we all long for a miracle we all long for a surprise you don't want to know the ending Mm. knowing the ending is boring and the only way we can know the ending is through the through the ego through the mind through some realm of possibility i'll give one little quick anecdote the bucket list i would have created five years ago would have been the bucket list from the capacity Mm. that my mind had at that time so whatever i thought was the coolest thing available to me with my limited awareness at that time would have been my top priority bucket list Hmm. and now because i've surrendered what I even recognize as available to me and the growth and expansion that I've had is so wildly bigger than what I could have imagined that if I had just been content with creating the bucket list that I had created at that time and that was my life, I would have underlived mm. to a very high degree. Wow. But I could have never figured this out if I hadn't have just let go. Wow. Mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's strong. Wow. Well, we are gonna wrap it up here. Mm. This is a strong episode and I'm so happy that I've had yeah. you on and I fucking love you. Yeah. And I love doing life with you and I imagine that everybody listening to this received so much value, and I know yeah. that even I did, and just listening to you across the way. So thank you for sharing your story, your yeah. magic, mm-hmm. your energy, and your wisdom. And I would love to ask you if there's anything that you would like to leave the listeners left mm-hmm. with. Yeah, I would love to leave the listeners with, if you were to close your eyes right now at the end of this podcast, any of you who've made it here to the end, there is, uh, we've got something here. Close your eyes, feel into your heart. What is the thing your heart's telling you to do? And if you can just shut the stories up and take that action right now, right now, In this exact moment, do not wait. There is one thing that you can do right now, big or small, that's going to set you on the path to taking that leap of faith. There's going to be one thing, one little action, but you got to do it right now, right now, right in this very moment. Take that leap. Go for it. You will be supported. Hmm. I'm so grateful to have been here, been on your podcast. I love you so much. It's such an honor. Mm -hmm. And it's such an honor to connect with your listeners. I'm so grateful to share our story and my story. And thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you everybody who listened in today. I am so grateful for you guys. And 
if you want to follow my incredible wise sexy man on instagram that is the place um his instagram is at thomas scott underscore official i will also leave that in the show notes below and if you know of anyone any man any woman any being who would benefit from listening to this episode please share it with them and i'm so grateful for you my love thank you for being on the episode today yeah thank you And I hope you all have an amazing fucking day. And we'll catch you on the next episode.